This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. Welcome to News for the Soul's 20th anniversary broadcast series. News for the Soul, the longest-running spiritual empowerment and exploration broadcast in North America started its 21st year in January 2018, and we're just getting warmed up. It's time to take it to the next level, exploring the edge of human consciousness and possibility on planet Earth in our 21st year with founder and journalist Nicole Marie Whitney at the helm. What's really real and what's really possible? That is what we want to know. So if you're ready to find out together, get ready for life-changing talk radio. From the uplifting to the unexplained platinum edition, here is News for the Soul. Next on the News for the Soul Radio Network, it's the Whole Health Initiative with Dr. Holly. With more degrees than a thermometer, Dr. Holly's PhDs include psychology, nutrition, natural medicine, advanced Ayurvedics, and more. Dr. Holly is a scientist, the author of 17 books, and a professional international speaker. She also sees and works with energy, and she's here now to help you achieve complete optimal health. Welcome, Dr. Holly, to News for the Soul. And we are live. In fact, we're both sitting here together today. With, uh, I'm with Dr. Holly for the full hour. She is going to be doing a demonstration of the Asira machine we've heard so much about. And we've been on a bit of a health journey, re- return to health journey for the last couple of months. So I thought I would actually uh, share this with you. And so that you can actually understand how cool this Asira process is and I've always said it from the beginning it's well I I, I call it Star Trek shit (laughs) because it's you know comparatively of the process you go through going to a mainstream medical appointment versus what happens here to me this is how this is how it should be so why don't you um, maybe give an intro on the Asira let me know when I should be picking up the toggles there and uh, okay why don't hi everybody uh, thanks for listening today, and like Nicole said, we're going to do a um, process of or share with you how I proceed through a session. We'll do both uh, an introduction to how I would do a first session, which normally takes an hour and a half to two hours, and then uh, follow that through with a follow-up session like we uh, are going to do with Nicole today. This is kind of exciting doing this on the Internet. Uh, first off, the ASIRA, as we've explained before, what it does is assess thousands and thousands and thousands of variables, right down to your genetics, all your chromosomes. It can assess all your acupuncture points, all your vertebrae, your teeth, um, all the hormones, enzymes, uh, toxins, et cetera, in your body. It just does a phenomenal, it even does psychological profiling, which has just been incredulously accurate from my perspective, having been a psychologist for 20 years. Um, as you know, I left the, the College of Psychologists because I thought they were so far behind. I needed to do some other things. But going back and assessing things uh, with this is just incredibly accurate. So um, what it does is, like many systems, you hold on to two rods. The difference being is that most systems, uh, at least all the ones I've gone through over 32 different systems before I decided on purchasing the Asira almost 10 years ago, um, what they do is they assess 
the uh, skin conductance and electrical skin conductance when you hold them. And the thyroid is significantly different. First off, the uh, physicist that created the Asira, he created the heart monitor for open heart surgery and subsequently a number of different uh, tools and tech, uh, protocols for both OR and ER. And about 30, 25 years ago, um, he was asked to work with real medicine as opposed to synthetic, i.e. Western conventional medicine. And subsequent to that, he created uh, biofeedback systems, he created laser acupuncture, all kinds of different systems. I think he had Tina all told, if I remember correctly. And this is basically his mothership. And what it does, as opposed to just measuring um, skin conductance, is it sends patterns of sine waves at a homeopathic level right down to the photons in your body. So what is a photon? If you think of an atom, remember back in grade 8, physics and chemistry, you learned that an atom had a nucleus in it with an electron, a proton, and a neutron circling around it, and depending on the um, proton, electron, neutron determined what kind of a compound it was. Well, each of those electron, protons, and neutrons are made up of different types of photons. There's over 50 different types of photons now recognized, and they're basically what's understood that translate energy into matter. So what the SIRA does is it sends frequencies right down to the photons. They go in through the right hand and come back out to the left. The difference between the two tells us what's going on in the body. So it's quite unique in that system. Actually, it's kind of funny because when Dr. Uh, Joe created it, all the protocols and everything he created with um, different types of editing problems in it, some spelling errors, etc. And he did that because he knew that people would try to copy it and you could always tell when the copy mates were there because of the editing issues that he created in his first one. So there are a few out there that have attempted to replicate the, the uh, protocol, but uh, we have the, the original accurate one that's here. Actually, it's been updated, and I can't think of what the name. I'm trying to think while I'm talking. What's the name of the updated one? The reason they updated it was the original Asira was um, recognized and recommended by the FDA, they didn't bother going through the Canadian Health Association because Joe thought that was just totally out to lunch. There was no purpose in it uh, because of how our Canadian Health Association works, but it is utilized in many countries around the world. Subsequently, Joe put it through other universities, tested it for other things, and found out it could do even more than what he thought it could do originally. So he submitted all the new research to the FDA to get it further recognized. And they said, yep, no problem. The research is phenomenally good. And, but you're going to have to change the name, change the packaging, and up the price for it. Well, he said that, you know, why would we do that? It's the same machine. We just know it can do more, more accurately than we thought before. And they said, nope, nope, that's what you have to do. So he actually fought it with lawyers for a year and a half and finally gave up wasting all his money. It didn't seem to be appropriate, and he wasn't getting anywhere. So he did create a new one. The only difference is that it doesn't have the um, – the electrical cord, it's Wi-Fi if you want, from the machine to the computer. That's the only difference. He designed the, the packaging has a different label on it, a different color, and he charged $50 more. So rather than $15,000, it's $15,050, thus meeting all the criterion for the FDA. Um, so that's the background on the Asira, and that's what we use to assess. Now, when we first bring you in, when Nicole first came to see me, actually the first time was, 
two what? sessions ago. It was no, two no, months. way, way oh, back. Way, way years. back. Way, oh, God. <laughs> Five years ago, yeah. four years ago, something like that. Um, <laughs> what we do in the first session is while I'm running a huge number of tests on you, uh, I'm also doing a, if you want a more Western uh, conventional medicine style of diagnostics, except rather than taking eight minutes, we take about an hour. We go through all your different systems in the body, from the endocrine to the central nervous system, the gut system, the uh, muscular system, and all the different organs, your kidneys, your liver, adrenals, et cetera, trying to figure out what is the underlying cause. Now, my belief system is if we can figure out what the underlying cause is and correct it at that level, then typically the body can engage in its own natural healing processes. And I'm a big believer that the body is designed to heal. We need to get egos, money, uh, toxins out of the way and provide it with the nutrients it needs, and the body will re-engage most of the time, uh, as far as I'm concerned, all the time, will re-engage in its natural healing processes, and that might take some psychological work as well, uh, and energetic work. We work on all levels. I've said before, I see energy. I've taken all the courses from Reiki through the Theta, uh, so we work with energy as well. So we work on all the different levels, bringing the body back into a, a healthy balance so the body can re-engage in its natural healing processes. So unlike many other practitioners, I don't give a whole lot of supplements and nutrients. I've had people say, shoot, I was taking 25 with the nature problem I was seeing before. How come I'm only taking two with you? Uh, I only want to give the body, I don't want to overwhelm it, number one. If it's already in a compromised position, you really don't want to overwhelm it. You want to give it what it basically needs to start redoing what it's supposed to do. I don't want to do it for the body. I want the body to re-engage in what it's doing. So that's a bit of the background on where I'm coming from with the Asira and what I do during the first session. Well, let me go back to Nicole for a minute, and she can give you a brief outlay this time of what she came in two months ago. Yeah. This was the third session. Session. So about every three weeks. Yeah. Or four weeks. I think it's yeah. been once a month actually. We'll get Nicole just to give you a brief overview of what she came in with two months ago and then what we've done since that time. Mm-hmm. So I had systemic infections going on in uh I can't remember all the we had the liver infection. Blood. Blood infection and gut. And gut. And this was like recurring constantly. I think the thing that made me go, wait, why am I doing this and go to Dr. Holly was that I kept getting um, antibiotics. I mean, strong antibiotics and, and without a thought, oh, you need another antibiotic. Like no, no thought as to, gee, isn't that a lot of like how, you know, being constantly on an antibiotic might be wrong detrimental. <laughs> and detrimental. And, you know, it's, uh I was literally freaking out. I thought, wait, let's go see Dr. Holly. So she was able to put me on this machine, find all the places that were infected and what was going on. I also had a really horrible uh, pain in my liver area that was constant 24-7 for months almost while all that was going on. That's now gone. It's been a couple months since we started going. I, I literally bailed on all the medical appointments I had all the specialists all the I literally bailed on the whole thing and went all in I kept texting Dr. Holly going you sure this is going to be okay because you know we're so programmed around especially when it's infection and 
taking the tonics um, and trusting that that would help the infection when I'm so programmed around, oh, that's a line, you know, when you must go to a mainstream medical doctor and get an antibiotic or else, you know, you know I have, that was scary to do, but I thought, that's it. I'm not getting anywhere going the other way. So I've done nothing but just take what you've given me and doing these follow-up tests and a lot better. Excellent. Okay. Um, I'm just actually going to go back, if that's okay with you. I just thought about when you first came to see me several years ago, you were having migraines two and three times a week and having a real difficult time with a lot of pain in your neck and a lot of energy issues at that time. Mm -hmm. And with the Asira, we programmed for you a homeopathic. Oh, that's right. And you phoned up, I have used this as an example a few times with other clients, uh, having similar issues, that you phoned up in two weeks, almost in tears. And I'm going, oh, my God, what the hell happened? And you were so excited because you'd gone for two weeks without a migraine and without any pain, and yet you'd been to acupuncture, you had an MRI, you had done a number of different things yeah. trying to correct that back then. I forgot about that. That was a long time ago. And just with a homeopathic, we were able to correct an awful lot. We gave you subsequent to that. We gave you some supplements, I think, for the, the gut, if I remember. Yeah. But uh, that was a, the migraine and the headaches and all the stuff that went along with that, we were able to eliminate quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start today. Uh, when I guess when I uh, first see someone, I go through your medical history. I go through your perception of what's happened in your body as well as psychologically. We look at everything from your nervous system, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your immune system, your endocrine system, your cardiovascular system. We go through your kidneys, livers. I ask a ton of questions, giving you just symptoms um, without you necessarily understanding why I'm asking about those symptoms. And we go through about 12 pages of um, questions that I can get information from you. I also go through your diet. I go through your family history. Uh, trying to figure out what all might be uh, impacting. As most of us know, you can have an awful lot of issues go sideways in the body. And um, I'm just going to have to turn my phone off here. Sorry about that. Um, we have a lot of systems go sideways in the body. The body has a huge number of ways to compromise. So we might not have symptoms until very late in the game. And in fact, in Ayurvedic medicine, as much as your vata, pita, kapha, your different metabolisms are looked at, it's also looked at six stages of dysfunction. And when we compare the six stages of dysfunction in Ayurvedic medicine to Western conventional medicine, it's only when your body's going from stage five into stage six that Western medicine can identify the issues that you experience, the symptoms, and that they might be able to give you a medication usually to just monitor or manage the symptoms with as opposed to getting to the underlying issues. So what we were doing here, uh, as with all clients, is we're trying to figure out again, what is the underlying issue? There's no point putting a bandage or spraying the leaf of a tree when the problem is in the root. So we're always trying to get down to the root of the problem and start there to rebuild the system. And when you have someone like Nicole that's very good at cooperating and following directions, <laughs> you tend to get results. I often have clients come in, well, I haven't seen any difference. Well, are you doing what I've told you to do? And no, they haven't. The, the diet is still sitting in the fridge or the protocol is still sitting on the shelf and it's mm. really interesting. You don't tend to get results that way. But when you get someone who's willing to follow the protocol, 
then you get results. Imagine that. So I'm going to ask Nicole at this point to pick up the two rods. There's a, a red uh, cord and a green cord. Mm. The red, or sorry, blue and green. The blue goes in your right hand, green in the left. I thought I was colorblind for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're going to do is a retest. So with the retest, it'll take it'll go through all the uh, protocols that we went through last time and look to see if there is a difference. Now, with the test, I want to make it very clear. Uh, we are not allowed to give any diagnoses per se. Uh, pharmaceutical companies passed that ruling back in, I think it was 1998. So what I do is I look at what are the symptoms going on in your body? What are the toxins, the inflammatory issues? What are the deficiencies? Um, what is going sideways right down to your cellular level? I look at the mitochondria. I look at your DNA. I look at methylation cycles without giving you a Western conventional medicine type of diagnosis. So we come at it a little bit differently, but we address it at the root of the issue. Now, what this SIRA does initially is it gives a number called your amplification level. And what we want with the amplification level for it to be zero. What that means is that the, it's giving the appropriate amount of energy, sending the, a strong enough wave to the body that it can get a signal back. From zero, we go from one up to 20. It's an inverse correlation. The weaker the body is, the higher the number is. With each assessment, let's just go into that as well, um, that we're giving, the body is actually getting treated. If you think of anything done at a homeopathic level, it's getting a treatment. So rather than doing a lot of times with Western medicine, we're getting a, um, a negative impact. However, minor or major, we get a negative impact with all the different testing that we do in Western medicine. This test is actually treating you. So that's really cool in and of itself. Second to that, what it does is it assesses everything on a scale from 1 to 100. Between 45 and 55 is optimal for your body. Now, again, that's different than Western medicine that puts everything onto a bell curve or a normal population curve. So if we just go sideways with that a little bit, uh, a population curve can be very detrimental to a lot of people. Let's take thyroid, for example. If a thyroid test, we'll just take it as if it went from 1 to 10. If you're between 1 and 10, you're in the normal population curve. If you're above 10, you would be hyperthyroid. If you're below 1, you would be hypo. But if your body normally functions at, say, an 8, and you're now functioning at a 3, you're significantly hypo for you, but Western conventional medicine would only see you as being normal because you're still within the normal population curve. So that's a huge issue with Western medicine. That When I was in med school, I was always bringing that up. They were getting frustrated with me. Mm. But with what the thyroid does is it assesses what's optimal for your body. It may be totally dysfunctional for mine, but for Nicole's, it may be incredibly beneficial. So if it's uh, optimal, it will be somewhere between 45 and 55, and it will not show up on my computer screen. If it shows up from a number 56 up to 100, that means the tissue is inflamed and or the toxin uh, compound is toxic. And that's a whole lot easier to deal with than if it is between 44 down to zero, which means there's either a deficiency in the compound or a deterioration in the uh, structure, cellular structure or organ or system. So if we see things, we preferably would rather see them in the red zone. 
Now, what we've already done all the tests with uh, Nicole, like she has said, twice sessions, two sessions now. So now we're doing a retest to see what is still an issue. And so I'm just scanning through. I'm not going to tell you all the different things that are in there, but I'm going to tease Nicole saying, do you drink kombucha? Ugh, no. And it keeps coming up. It wants <laughs> you to have kombucha. Um, dandelion uh, and taraxicum, the, the uh, Greek term for dandelion, burdock, um, wormwood are coming up. So those tincture names are telling me, hold on a minute, they're all related to your liver. So okay. say, for instance, um, I had cancer come up, a, a type of cancer cell or a remedy for a cancer come up. And it was, say, at 88, which says it's high, it's in the red zone. And you would think, well, hold on a minute, I would look at that. And I probably wouldn't. Now, the reason being is if something, your body's constantly changing. With cancer cells being used as an example, you're making like a million cancer cells a day. Your immune system has to be strong enough to be able to manage all that. And so if it only comes up once, there's only one indicator, that's just your body going through its natural processes. On the other hand, I may have a whole bunch of things come up, say, down in the 60s and the 70s, which doesn't seem um, high a number. It isn't as high a number. But because I'm getting a whole bunch of different indicators, now I'm going to go look at it. So we never just look at one indicator. I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things coming up at a time. Oh, another thing, too, to uh, give, yeah, isn't it? Um, what the Asira does that I think is fascinating is it's very much like traditional Chinese medicine. And in traditional Chinese medicine, you're always identifying a number of different uh, protocols as well as a number of different issues, but you're always prioritizing them. And what this does is it not only gives you on the scale from 1 to 100, like we already explained, but it turns around and it reassesses everything and prioritizes it to tell you what is most important for the body to address. So that's another thing we're looking at right now. If I go to the bottom of this retest scale, 37 items came up, but I'd be only looking at the top 10, 15 items to see what exactly is an issue. And I would bet that she has a little bit of brain fog still going on because sandalwood and uh, ginkgo, both of which uh, work with the brain, they're a lot better than they were, but they're still both coming up. Mm. So as much as I'm hoping, I'm assuming from what this is saying, you've got rid of a lot of the brain fog, there's still, still some level. So you might have, say, gone from an 8 out of 10 down to a 2 out of 10 type thing. Would that be accurate? Maybe four. Four out of ten, okay. I was hoping better for you, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, keeping it real. So next thing I'm going to test is the gut. So we have all kinds of issues uh, going on in the gut all the time. Uh, as we know, most of our immune system is in the gut. Uh, <clears throat> the probiotics that we used to think just gave us a couple things. Now we know the uh, different types. There's over 35,000 different bacteria alone. Uh, that may be in your gut, never mind all the other types of um, pathogenic material. And we now know the good guys produce not only vitamins and um, enzymes and hormones and neurotransmitters and what's called precursors, uh, elements that you need to make different compounds. They do digestive processes for us. They, they keep the bad guys out. They help support and strengthen the membrane of the immune system uh, or the uh, membrane system along both the small and the large intestine. They just do a ton of, more, of work. 
And what we've learned about the microbiota in your gut just in the last 10 years is like a thousandfold what we've learned in the last 100 years. So it is huge. And her gut is significantly better. Now, we still oh. have seven issues there, two that I'm kind of concerned about. Uh-oh. But the rest are all just like 57, 58, not a big deal. So uh, these other two we can take care of real easily. And one is actually that you get from taking penicillin. Isn't that interesting? And the other is taking antibiotics. Oh, wow. So we can clean those up pretty easy. Next thing I'm going to address for her is her liver. We had some liver toxin issues going on last time. We had some inflammation in the liver. I can't remember all the things we had. There was four or five things in the issue. It's a big list. And it's just, you know, and it's actually you doing this thyroid on the, the, that's how I found out that I I was oblivious that I was having kidney infections uh, that first time. Oh, right, yeah. You found it, and then I went to the doctor and got antibiotics. (laughs) But I I had no idea that that was even going on. And this machine found it. Yeah. It's actually very interesting because I have people that will say, you know, I'll explain what's going on and what it's picking up. And I go, well, how did you know that? I've never told anybody that. I never thought to tell the doctor that. And I said, well, <laughs> it's coming up. Um, so it's interesting that for uh, another way of looking at it, it's not just I've never told anybody that, but people will say, oh, you know, that is going on. I really didn't think about it. But now that mm-hmm. you bring it up, you're absolutely right. <laughs> for me, it was a very dramatic thing because, you know, I did the test with you a few times and, you know, I don't know what's going on, but that was double validation because I went running off to the doctor. I had no idea I had a kidney infection. So they tested and validated what the machine had said. And so ever since then, I've been on the Asira parade. (laughs) Is that dramatic? Let's just go a little bit further with the kidney. Uh, People are often aware of a, a UTI or urinary tract infection, but only when it gets down to the bladder. Uh, most times when you have a kidney infection, because the kidney doesn't have those types of receptors in it, so very often people can have kidney infections without even knowing it. Now, on the other hand, if you get a kidney stone that's pressing against um, a, a given component of the kidney or the tube that goes, uh, the tube of Henle, loop of Henle, that goes from the kidney up and down and then over to the bladder, if there's pressure against that tube, uh, then people have excruciating pain. In fact, uh, nurses will typically say it's as bad as giving birth. The only difference is that with birth, at least you get a positive end result. With the <laughs> kidney stone, you don't, other than getting it removed. But before we get to the kidneys, let's just look at the top, at the liver. And right now, we're showing that the, there's uh, toxic stress on the liver. And... It's in predominantly around what's called the portal vein. So all your organs have both veins and arteries, obviously bringing nutrients and oxygen to them, and the veins taking away the toxins. And it's on the portal vein that tends to have the issue with the toxic stress. Uh, also the hepatic veins, hepatic being liver. Um, they're viral toxins, say, and it's causing an impact on two different types of cells in the liver. Uh, The liver is predominantly made up of, if you want, five categories of cells. So one of the things that we need is K2, which is interesting. 
Uh, we need to get K2 into the liver in order to help the liver do things. Now, often people talk about the K vitamins and don't realize K1 and K2 are very, very different. Okay, with the liver, now we're going to go to the kidney. So was the liver any improved? There, it was significantly improved. It had half the number of issues in it that it had before. Okay. okay. Um, but we're still dealing with toxins. And, again, the liver is phenomenal. As much as it's the largest internal organ, we typically call the skin the largest organ in the body. But internally, it is definitely the liver. It does over 500 functions. It supports every other system and organ in the body. So you always want to make sure that your liver is functioning well. In fact, oftentimes with cancer, you know, as much as we have the saying, you don't die from cancer, you die from chemotherapy. Hmm. Um, if you're um, looking at cancers, you always have to protect the liver. Uh, the liver it works overtime with all the different types of cancers, and when the liver goes into dysfunction, that's when people go really downhill very quickly. So whenever we're trying to work with, the uh, different types of cancers. We're always protecting the liver and making sure that your liver is highly functional. Another component with the liver is that about 38% of the population have what's called a non-alcoholic fatty liver issue. And there's several of them. They come under an umbrella term. But a non-alcoholic fatty liver issue by the time they're 30 years old, including vegetarians. Vegetarians often think, oh, well, no, that wouldn't apply to me. But yes, it applies to them as well. And so when you're getting the fats in the liver, even if they're not um, caused by alcohol, that's why it's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disorders, um, it still causes a lot of dysfunction, and the dysfunction can build up and accumulate over time, thus impacting on other systems in the body. And so we always want to make sure being your liver is your major detox center, that with that, we are keeping the liver clean. Now, I'm going to just look at and scan through what came up. Um, we actually have your right urinary ladder coming up. Same in your is coming it up. Like infected? Yeah. Yes. A minor infection. Still there. And, so we, and of course, candida. <laughs> Now, herpes is coming up as well. What? Now, a lot of people go, there's no way I can have herpes, blah, blah, blah. And in fact, about 100% of the population has herpes, and I'll tell you why. Uh, less than 40% are aware that they have it, but when they do random studies in laboratory around North America, whatever comes into the laboratory, whatever they're um, the, the test is for, they also test for the different uh, six major categories of herpes. And when they do those random tests throughout laboratories around North America, it's between 98 and 100% of all blood tests have a form of herpes in it. So I often laugh at people and say, don't worry about it because we all have it anyways. Hmm. Um, so especially when it's just at a low level, which hurts is that, not a big deal. I'm not going to be concerned about it. Um, but it is there. Now, one of the things that's causing a problem for the liver, sorry, for the kidney, we're working on the kidney right now, is her teeth. So if we go to Dr. Weston Price, who was around back in the 20s and 30s, he worked with 12 PhDs from the Mayo Clinic and a microbiologist. They identified or were working with uh, jaw lines, teeth lines, thumb lines, et cetera, and nutrients. And 
in the process, they discovered over 300, and this is way back in the 20s and 30s, remember, over 300 pathogens in the mouth. Uh, 39 of them were related to congestive heart failure. 19 of them were related to autoimmune disorders, et cetera, et cetera. So you can go to the Dr. Weston Price um, website and look for information on the studies uh, that they did back then. I think it was Harvard back in around 2006 actually acknowledged that, yes, his work had been repressed. Dentists are typically hmm. taught in the last 100 years that there might be up to four tubules coming out of each tooth throughout into the gums. Back in the 20s and 30s, they identified upwards of 80 different types of tubules that go to your spine, that go to your organs, that go all throughout the body and have different impacts. So if you have a pathogen in your tooth, it could be causing your liver issue or your kidney issue or um, a depletion of something or an autoimmune disorder, you know, all kinds of other things. So we're constantly looking at the teeth. And the teeth are actually very connected to many of the tasks that we run with the Asara. So being that we just ran the kidneys and uh, teeth came up, we want to go and do a specific test on the teeth. Remember, again, each test is actually a treatment. So when I first saw the Asara, I was, like I had said earlier, I went through over 30 different types of systems in uh, checking to see what I wanted. I wanted something that I could have be mobile, and I wanted something uh, had good um, science behind it. There was actually another system I really wanted from Germany. It cost about the same amount of money and seemed phenomenal, but it just didn't have the science behind it. Whereas I wanted something, as much as science is still in the dark ages and as much as um, we can have all kinds of issues with science, especially medical science, I want something that I could say, that's good science, that supports what I'm doing. And so um, the best system that came out, by far the best, was the Asira. Okay, we have 10 different, 11 different teeth issues that came up. Mm. So I need to wait for it to prioritize everything. Then I'm going to go back. Now, the one thing that I usually suggest with teeth, except most of them are minor, um, whenever we have infections, of course, which we have two infections in tooth three and eight, um, what we want to do with those ones is just to do an oil pulling. That's the uh, standard, just using a tablespoon of coconut oil. And what they don't suggest on most sites that I've been trying to tell people for the last 10 years is once you uh, have the coconut oil in your mouth for 10 to 15 minutes, and you spit it out, the lauric acid in the coconut oil draws out the pathogenic material out of your teeth and gums. But when you spit it out, there's a film of oil left on your teeth. And that's what holds the highest concentration of infection or pathogenic material. So what you want to do is take a quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda without aluminum and a quarter cup of water. Um, just use a spoon to... Uh, mix that together, and then swish that around in your mouth and spit that out. And do that a couple of times to get rid of that remaining oil film, and that will usually solve the problem. Now, the other thing we're looking at here is uh, her 13th tooth is causing a problem with her large intestine. Hmm. So we want to do that. The fifth tooth is causing an issue. Okay, do you have an issue with your shoulder, your elbow down to the radial component of the hand? Do you ever have any, like, achiness or tingling or swelling in that? Uh, 
on the right side. Yeah. So that would be why. That's your, your tooth causing that. Weird. Now, some of the things uh, we can look at is, okay, so that's the same one. Same problem there. Uh, now, we do have a number of back issues coming up. Uh, cervical 1, 2, 5, 6, and 7. Uh, thoracic 2, 3, and 4. And lumbar 4 and 5. So the tooth is associated with all of that. So now I have to go and do a, a vertebral assessment to see which one is in, in particular is um, the tooth is impacting on. Having said that, we only have a number of 58. Remember I said 45 to 55 was normal. So she might have a slight swelling or uh, movement, something in that vertebrae, but she might not even notice it because it's only at 58. Uh, she does have a cavity in 10. Hmm. Now, oil pulling for a lot of people actually resolves cavities. Oh, wow. So that's really cool, too. It provides the nutrient that the body needs to rebuild. Wow. And I've had even <clears throat> elderly people in their 70s that it's been resolved. Jeez. So that's really cool. Um, but we do have a bit of an infection in 8. Again, just a minor infection there. So, again, the oil pulling can solve that. And these infections in your teeth... If they're not significant, they can come and go. And it's just your immune system working and just hasn't resolved at all. So I could test this, say, in a couple of weeks. So you might not have done anything for it, and the body still is able to take care of it, mm. especially when it's minor like this. Okay, so that's the teeth. Now we want to go and look at the skeletal system. We'll go look at your vertebral profile. Um, with the teeth, we can also do uh, like TMJ assessments. We, you know, there's a number of specific ones. Right now we're just doing the general I'm watching the time thinking, well, I'm not going fast enough. I'm talking too much here. <laughs> okay, so we do have issues with 2, 4, and 5, which is what I said, um, thoracic 2, 4, and 5 are an issue. So that's uh, basically between the shoulders and the, the top of the rib cage. Yeah. That achy sore. Yeah. Is that yeah. out right. of alignment? Right in here. There you go. That, you just hit it directly. Yeah. 11 too, um, so it's showing that there is some um, deterioration and there is some inflammation. That being the case, one of the most common things we do with that, certainly it helped my back that they said I was going to have four surgeries, five surgeries in the next four years and I've never had any of it and my back is just fine, is I mix avocado oil together with hemp oil and if there's pain, we put in a little bit of clove oil. And we just rub that into the back every morning and every right. night. Um, if you don't have a partner or somebody available to help rub that in, then just create some sort of a stick with a, a rubber uh, mechanism on the end that you can dip into the oil and then rub into yeah. your back. So what that does, the avocado oil, which has a beautiful complement of omega-3s, which is your anti-inflammatory 6s, your pro-inflammatories, as well as your omega-9s. And that takes out the inflammation, allows the body to process the inflammatory response and get um, rid of it. The hemp oil gives you all your amino acids, both your essential and your non-essential amino acids that you need for building. Now, the other thing that you need for building bone and other tissues um, is sulfuric compounds. And garlic has over 350 nutrients and the broadest spectrum of uh, sulfuric compounds. So what I tell people is take a clove of garlic, just start out with a half if you need to, smash it, 
don't cut it, and swallow it, don't chew it. If you chew it, you'll end up having garlic come out to every pore in your body, Ew. and you will <laughs> lose your friends and your fed partners and what have you. If you just swallow it, you will have a strong taste of garlic in your mouth for one to two minutes, then it's gone, and it doesn't come out of your skin. And the reason for that is you've kept the uh, compounds that create the scent, you've kept that in your blood, which is where you want it. In addition, you're getting all those sulfuric compounds. So now, for your body to restore muscles, and in particular bones, but also ligaments, tendons, etc., and even your connective tissue, you've got the nutrients that you need. Now we need to go to her adrenals. And do an adrenal scan. Typically what I do with most people when I'm talking with them at the end of a session, going through what they need as a protocol, I'm also running acupuncture treatments. So I do not use needles. I am not an acupuncturist. I just run the scan with the um, Asira and allow the Asira to do it on an energetic level. And you would not believe how many people have huge benefits from that. Another thing the Asira can do is it has a pad on the top of it that we can put a, a vial of uh, the sugar, white sugar pills that you use for homeopathic. And rather than making it out of the typical tincture style, uh, that the historically homeopathics have been made from, we make it with um, the energetic vibration. And when they've been tested in laboratories, that energetic vibration stays on those sugar pills for uh, three weeks. It doesn't last longer than three weeks. But what's interesting is the Asira will tell us exactly how many pills to take and for what period of time. Mm. Um, so we're not only getting how accurate, incredibly accurate, uh, the homeopathic comp- compounds are that your body needs, but how many to take and for what duration. So there's no guesswork. It's done there for you. It's beautiful. Um, and some people uh, have a lot more responsivity, say, to nutrients, to uh, taking supplements, some to, a lot more to diet, some to tinctures, some to homeopathics. Um, we, different bodies obviously are all unique and respond differently and even your body can respond differently to different types of protocol at different times. We also have vaccination toxins coming up in your your body and that one, two, 26 keeps coming up over and over again. Hmm. Uh, we have some emotional stress going on. Would you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So as you're going through, I'm, I'm seeing on her screen there's uh, everything coming up in yellow, yellow or red or green. There's a lot of red there. Is red good or bad? Like we <laughs> were saying at the beginning, everything's on a scale from one to a hundred. You'd rather be in the red zone than in the yellow. The red is much easier to deal with. Okay. Um, the green is what we need to solve things. Uh, this is what the body needs to. Um, restore or to help the body re-engage in its natural healing processes, we need to deal with that. Okay, so I'm going to run another test, which is your allergies. Now, allergies are really interesting. Uh, in if we're uh, completely technical, uh, an allergy can only be if there's a protein or an amino acid. Otherwise, we have what's called a sensitivity. Now, some people say, well, I really couldn't care less whether it's a sensitivity or an allergy. Call it what you want. What am I supposed to avoid? 
And so that's basically what we're looking at. I look at it from an allergy versus a sensitivity because sensitivities are a whole lot easier to eliminate. In fact, they can come and go throughout your life. Um, so I always write down what are the common sensitivities that your body has, not common, what are the sensitivities that your body has, and what are the foods that you should uh, be engaging in versus eliminating. Um, ketchup, now that's interesting that ketchup comes in. So I'll just explain something to you. If you go into the FDA and look up what is allowed in ketchup, you would be horrified. Oh. Like 38% is allowed to be um, feces mm. and bugs mm. and toxins. It's just Good absolutely God. grotesque. So if you I, want ketchup, make your own ketchup. I don't eat ketchup and thank God. Oh, yeah. it is just like bugs and uh, poop. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the case with a lot of food. In fact, uh, they say 92, I think I read 92% of fish coming into the U.S. is not mm. tested. And one of the ones that we have identified as being hugely bad for you, and I never know how to say it, is it tilapia? Is how you pronounce it? You I'm not actually of, sure how you pronounce it either. But You see it in restaurants a lot now. It's a cheap fish. And it's a very toxic fish. Oh, my God. And you should not be eating it. Another one, on the other hand, that we used to always recommend is salmon because there's a beautiful omega-3s in salmon. But because of what happened in Japan back in 2011, the radioactivity has not been cleaned up mm. and is still moving into the oceans and is still impacting on the fish. So I've seen every year I check to see it. Is the radioactivity in the salmon going up or going down? And it's still going up. So what I always oh recommend to people is rather than having that beautiful fish that we historically recommended, we'd be better off eating trout, which is the sister, if you want, to salmon. Trout is found in lakes as opposed to in the ocean, but it comes from the same family of fish. Um, is there anything else that has poop and bugs in it? I oh, know. all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of the condiments I love the best mm. is mustard, and all you can have in mustard is turmeric, mustard, and vinegar. That's all there is, wow. and so it's really good for you. Now, Having said that, there's a contradiction there because 80% of the world's turmeric is toxic. Mm. If you go to the, you know, the um, clinical laboratories where they make all the different compounds, well, you go to a really good clinical laboratory and they will tell you 80% of the world's sources of turmeric are toxic. So I always recommend use Savanti because the owner of Savanti, Neelam, she puts her turmeric through three different laboratories to make sure it's clean. Um, mozzarella cheese you don't want, papaya you don't want, ketchup you don't want, uh, sweet apples you don't want, and yellow peppers. Hmm. Now, sweet apples are often an issue, and yet apples, remember to say, eat an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Um, it's very true, and that is because you want your hard, tart apples, like your Granny Smith apples. Uh, you don't want your soft, like your red and delicious apples or your ambrosia, which are very, very sweet. You don't want the sweet, soft apples. You want the hard, tart apples. And what it's saying here is that she shouldn't be having the sweet apples. So what I'm going to do is rather than put it in terms of priority, I'm just going to look at um, the scale. And one of the dairies that you don't want is butter. Hmm. And you don't want poppy seed. And you don't want your sugars. And you don't want pecan nuts. Uh And you don't want papaya fruit. 
and mozzarella cheese. Canola oil. That actually comes up for most people. So are these allergies or sensitivities? Or these disappear? at this point are all uh, sensitivities. I don't have any strong allergies that are coming up. Hmm. Okay. Um, so years ago, we had a lot of allergies come up, so they're fixed now? Um, typically, um, allergies are a result of the gut. If it's beyond the gut, it's typically the liver. Hmm. So your gut we've cleaned up dramatically, and your liver we've cleaned up quite a bit. So the list has gone down significantly. Oh, that's progress. Your insulin levels are much better. They're up at 40. If you remember last time, they were down at 30. Mm. So we're doing much better with that. Okay, so one thing that often comes up is the thyroid, a variety of different indicators for the thyroid. So whenever the thyroid comes up, I always look to the adrenals and the liver. We've had many discussions in session on that, but it's usually not the thyroid that's the problem. It's usually the adrenals that are intervening, the cortisol intervenes with the um, enzymes that convert T4 to T3, and that 80% of that conversion happens in the liver. So if your liver has issues, that can also affect that conversion. In fact, the World Health Organization, I've said many times before, says that over 80% of the people on Synthroid, the most common prescription for hypothyroid, uh, shouldn't be on it because it's not the thyroid causing the problem. So whenever I see, <clears throat> just gives an idea, a thyroid comes up and different issues about the thyroid comes up, I immediately go and see if it's the adrenals or the liver causing it. And there's uh, 101 different processes of that nature that we're looking at. Uh, one of the things that's coming up for the brain is bacopa, which is a beautiful Indian herb that helps um, provoke what's called the neural growth factor in the brain. The neural growth factor 